So real quick, talking about lead the way. So we see real quick from the, from the first pages of Scripture, from Genesis, from the very beginning, that we are made to be on mission. We're made to be on mission. He told the very first people on earth, he, he told them to, uh, that he created, he wanted them to, to be fruitful and to multiply and then to scatter. And so God, he, he wanted, God wanted his kingdom to be extended. He wanted his kingdom to grow. And so if you missed any of the previous weeks, we actually have a podcast. I don't know if you know that or not. You can find us on iTunes or Spotify um, and just search Emerge Youth Church. You can go back and listen to any past messages uh, that you may have missed. But so if you look at Genesis all the way to Revelation, um, what God wants is he wants his family. He wants his people to expand and to grow and to scatter and to reach out and to go places. And God wants more people in his ever-expanding family. Uh, but no one really did this effectively until Jesus comes along and he lives it out perfectly. So if you got your Bible tonight, we're going to start out in Luke 4, uh, verses 18 and 19. <clears throat> and we, we just kind of see it in verses like this. Uh, if you didn't bring your Bible, it's going to be on the screen. Uh, Jesus said this. He said, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. Um, excuse me. Uh, in the next line, he says, he has sent me. That is missional language right there. He said, he has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And then we see the same idea in Matthew 4.23. It says, Jesus went through Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people. John 5.19, it says this, Jesus gave them this answer. Truly, I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his father doing because whatever the father does, the son also does. This is all missional language. It's all language of being on mission, of having a purpose, of going somewhere. And he's saying, I'm not just here. Jesus is saying, I'm not just here on my own authority. I'm here because I was sent here for a purpose. See, in fact, he, he even said in this last verse that we read, he said, I can do nothing except what the Father has sent me to do. It's kind of staggering if you think about um, if you think about every miracle, every place, every mov- movement, every moment. Um, Jesus, everywhere he went, he was on mission. He was on mission. It's amazing for me to think that we we in our even our own lives we have so many wasted moments in our lives. But Jesus, he didn't waste one moment. Every moment he was on mission. Every moment he was going to the next place. Jesus perfectly lived out the mission of God. But I want you to know this. Write this down. The mission of God didn't end with Jesus. See, the mission of God didn't end with Jesus. See, when Jesus, when he hung on the cross, when he was crucified on that cross, he he said the words, it is finished. However, the mission of God continues, and it continues with you and with me. It continues with us. 
And this is what lead the way is all about. It's, a, it's about, it, it's what our lives should be about. It's what we should get excited about, what should, we should get passionate about. See, your purpose in life is not to be just a good, decent person and live a good life and do some good things and be nice to some people and save the environment. All those things are great, but God gave us a mission. He gave us a mission. He gave us a purpose. He gave us something specific that we need to do. Uh, I should have said this at retreat on, uh, in the, on the first night and even like last week and the week before uh, of this series. But this, this I'm going to read the theme verse for our whole series, for Lead the Way for, for our whole year. And it's in, found in John 20, verse 21. And it's this. Jesus, he's speaking to his followers. And he says this. He says, again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. And he's saying this to his followers. And today, tonight, he's saying it to you and me as well. He's saying, just as the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. See, and and I want us to own this. I want this to be what we're all about. For this next year, we are going to own this. So what 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 if we took this literally? What if we took this literal for this next year? That Jesus has sent me for a purpose. So I'm going to ask you to write this down, and, and I, want this, uh, I want us all to say this out loud together. Uh, and it's, it's kind of written just a little differently, but say it with me. Just has, okay, here we go. Just as God has sent me, everybody say it. Just as God has sent me, or I'm sorry, just as God has sent Jesus, Jesus is sending me. Let's try again. Just as God has sent Jesus. Jesus is sending me. Let's try it again. And here's what I want you to do. This time, when you say God, point up. And when you say he's sending me, put your hand on your chest. Say, just as God has sent Jesus, Jesus is sending me. And we got to own that. And that's what we're all about. And, and, and that's who we are. Last week, we, we, uh, we, laid a cha- we laid out a challenge, and we talked about some goals and some things we want to do this year at Emerge. And, and, and I want to give you some opportunities to live out these goals. We talked about how we want to be a, a good balance of, of outreach and discipleship. We want to we pull people in, and we want to help people grow up in their faith. Uh, we talked about how disciples make disciples, right? Anybody remember that? And, and how and the training is in the journey. And we challenged you last week with this. We challenged, we talked about how each one reach one. Each one of us reach one. And then we talked about, because we can't just reach them and then just be like, oh, you're good, you're here. No, we want each one to in turn lead one. Because if, if, if the discipleship process is in the journey, that means someone needs to be walking with you. You need to be walking through life with someone and then showing them we can't just be like oh they came here they found jesus they got saved peace out no that's not how it works we have to walk through life with people we have to lead one we have to lead people um so so some of the big challenges that we laid out this year is we wanted to consistently reach 100 people on a wednesday night here at emerge and i don't know what the the numbers look like here tonight but the room's pretty full we look pretty good you guys look awesome 
Um, but man, imagine what it would be like if it was packed out in this place. Like we have to push the walls, the, the booth thing back, and like we have to make room for everyone. How cool would that be if we were so packed in here and it was just like, it's a party. We want to average 100 students on a Wednesday night here at Emerge, and I believe that can easily be done if, say there's... Um, 60 people in the room tonight, which I think there's more than that. It looks like there's more than that. If we take on the thing, um, the goal that each one reach one, what's 60 times two? That means 120 people. If, if our goal is only bringing one person, this is what I'm challenging you. I want you to bring one, at least one person. We would double, our, we would double this room. So, Next thing is, I need to hurry. Um, we said we want to take 50 students to camp this summer. And I know a lot of you guys, older students in here, you're like, I've been to camp every year. Like, I'm sick of it. Blah, 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 me. Hey, here's the deal. I've seen God do some amazing, amazing things in the lives of students at camp. And I know, like, you've been there. You've done that. You've swam in the lake. You've been blobbed 50 times. Like, you, you, you've, you, you've been to the, the, the services. You've done all the things. You slept in the... the bunk beds, and you've you done the things. But here's the deal. I want, to, I want you to go back this summer. I want you to go back this summer, and I want you to go with an expectation that God's going to change your life this summer. I, I would love for us to have to, to have to charter like a bus to get us there because our bus is garbage. So please get us, get us like 50 people or more so we can charter a bus. Help me. Help me help you, Okay. Um, so that's that. And I believe this is totally doable. Um, and, but summer camp could be a life-changing experience for so many of us if you will let it be. If you'll let it be. Uh, we said this. We said we want 40 students going on a missions trip with us this summer. And I don't know what the signups look right now, but we are already at like um, close to 30, which I, I think that's correct, um, which is between the two trips, St. Louis and, and, uh, and El Salvador. Man, that's exciting. And I'm super pumped about that. We're already almost there. Um, we're, we're beginning a student leadership team for our sophomores to our seniors. And the sign-up is out tonight. There will be some responsibilities, some requirements, um, because we, wanna, we want people to be dedicated to be a part of this. If you want to have a voice in what we do, you need to be here. You need to be involved. You need to be engaged. You can't lead if you're not faithful. And if you aren't involved, you can't serve. Um, if you aren't serving, you're not leading. Um, I hope to see a bunch of names on that list tonight. You're going to learn leadership. You're going to learn to pour back into your church, into your peers, into your friends, and we'll have opportunities for you to love your community and love areas and to serve different places. And I'm excited for this. It's all about leading the way. I got to hurry. Um, so tonight I want to talk to you about how we do this personally. This is how we lead the way personally. Uh, and I've got three simple things, three simple ideas on how we can live this out. The first thing, if we're going to live on mission, if we're going to lead the way, we must identify where I am. Write that down if you can. We got to identify where I am. You've got to identify where you are. Matthew 15, Jesus, he encounters a woman. He's just passing through. She's crying out to him because her daughter was demon possessed. And the mom, she was persistent. And Jesus responds this way in Matthew 15, 24. He, is, he answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. Hold up, Jesus. I thought you were sent to everyone. I thought you, we were all, uh, you, you were going to reach us all. And so Jesus, you got to know this, he came for us all. 
He came to be a savior for all of us, but there was an order in how it was set up. There was an order in how he reached people. If you keep reading the story, you'll see that he does heal the woman's daughter, but Jesus had a very clear mission. He was sent for a specific group of people at this time. Here's what you need to know. At different times in your life, your circle, the the group of people, the the friends, the people that you have around you, your, your mission will change. If you're a parent in here, your first mission in here is your family. Um, and it's so important for you to identify your mission. And this is something that we're going to be talking about in our family times, for you to identify your mission. So I want you to think right now, where, where, are you, where am I at right now? Obviously, you're like, oh, I'm at church. Don't be dumb. Like, for real. Like, in your life, like, where am I at in my life right now? Where is my mission field right now? Are, are you a middle schooler? Are you a high schooler? Um, do you play on a sports team? Are, are, you, um, are you in the band? Do you do color guard? Like, do you have a job? Like, where are you at right now in life? And, and, and where are you at right now? And, and also, where have you been sent? As you identify that, maybe, maybe you'll start to see that maybe I'm not just in this school by accident. Or maybe I've been sent here for a reason. Or maybe I'm here for a purpose. I don't always like the place where I'm at, but I know I'm here for a purpose. See, you are where you are for a reason. You are where you are for a reason. I want to challenge you to look at where you are currently in life through through a different lens. Jesus said this once again, John 20, verse 21. He said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. See, what if, what if you have been sent to where you are? It's not just by random chance that your family decided to settle in in Independence, Missouri, and now you go to William Crispin High School or Truman High School or, or Fort Osage High School or you, you, you family has landed in this. It's just not by chance that this is where we are and this is where I have to go to school. What have you been placed there on purpose for a purpose? What if you started viewing your home, your school, your job, your friend groups, the, the things that you do as a mission? What if you realize that where you, anywhere you are, you are on assignment from God? And if you think about that, and if you think about those things that way, it'll change the way you think. You, you will begin to treat school differently. You'll begin to look at different things that you're in, you, your, your, your sports team, your basketball team. You'll begin to look at it differently if you say, this is my mission field. Two summers ago, one of our former students, um, Tate Kelly, she decided she was going to live her senior year on mission. And it's not that she ever had not done that before, but, uh, uh, and it's not like she didn't, never had a mission before, but she made it a point her senior year. She's like, I'm going to reach people. I'm going to reach people, and I'm going to get people here, and I'm going to get people involved. She went to live on mission in her public school, and I don't have the exact numbers, and I don't know exactly how it went, and she didn't invite all these people, but she invited a few people, and they invited a few people, and they invited, I would say over a series of time, there were probably 75 students who came because Tate invited a few. 
and they invited a few, and they invited a few. And then we saw probably about 20 salvations through that, just guessing. And then we probably saw about eight of those students get baptized, and all because one student decided to live their life on mission. I had this student in Joplin. She, she decided to live her life on mission at her school, and so she started a campus club. There were around 30 students who would show up on a weekly basis before school to pray and to have a Bible study. A 30-student campus club is as large as a whole lot of youth groups, full youth groups. And, and these students would regularly attend students getting saved. And now, years later, her and her husband are youth pastors in Pennsylvania. So maybe you need to ask yourself tonight, what is my mission field? What is my mission field? What if you viewed your job, your home, your school, your team as your mission field? What if you started seeing yourself as sent? The second thing, how we lead the way, invest where you are. You invest where you are, Acts 10, 38. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power and how uh, he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. Those words doing good in this verse right here, um, in Greek, it, it means it would mean someone who would invest into others, someone who would invest into others. And you see that Jesus always, he was always investing into others. He would speak into other people's lives, and, 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 um, and he would spend time with people that, that other people didn't care to be around. He would invest in people's lives. Jesus had this, this subtle urgency in his life. He was so subtle, but he was also so urgent. And that's the best way I can think of describe it, this subtle urgency. Everything he did was on mission, and that's what I want to challenge us to do. That's what I want us to be all about. Wherever you are, invest where you are. Be all in and where you are. Um, how, how do we do that? Well, maybe, maybe that girl that sits next to you in science, do you even know her name? Do you even have a conversation? Not like to be like, you need a date on Friday, not that kind of way, but like, Maybe you need someone that you need, that she, no one talks to this person. Man, what a, a life-changing opportunity for you to be able to step in and be a, 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 um, a living word or encouragement to her to help change her life. Do you have a genuine care for them? Or are they just another person to sit, to, sit next to? Those kids on your team, have you invested time? Or do you just want them to pass you the ball? Just do your part. Like, I've, got, I've always had students who have been like this. Well, wait, Pastor Jeremy, I've got, my, I've got my church friends, and I've got my school friends. That's not the way it's supposed to work. I mean, yeah, we're going to have some friends at school that won't come to church. I, I get it. That's not that way. But you're not, have to live, you're not supposed to live two total separate lives. That's not the way it's supposed to work. Wherever you find yourself, there are opportunities to invest. We're challenging you with each one reach one and each one lead one. See, as you're invested in your home and your parents, like as your home, are your parents, are your siblings, are they just an annoyance to you? You may say, yeah, because it's, it's true. I'm, maybe hopefully not as much your parents as your siblings. But are you invested in your home? See, you can play, maybe there's a lot of students in here who I know that your parents aren't followers of Jesus. 
There's a lot, so many of you who you can play a part in your family, your dad, your mom, your siblings finding Jesus. We have a part to play. We got to invest into where we're at. Um, And we can help in healing their marriage. We can help in leading the way at our home. I used to have this one student who was just devastated all the time because his dad was not interested in church, wasn't interested in being a follower of Jesus. And this kid was just devastated. He was always like we would have service. He's like, I just want prayer for my dad. He needs Jesus. Finally, one day he realized, he said, you know what? My dad is my mission field. That's my goal. I'm going to help my dad find Jesus. I've seen students lead their parents to Christ, even people who are on the fence about Jesus, people who are on the fence about religion. Almost all of them, I can almost guarantee you, almost all of them won't mind if you offer to pray for them. Now, it don't have to be like an amazing prayer, but just a sincere Christ-like love and care. Invest where you are. It means something to people. The last thing is this, trust who you are. Trust who you are. We're going to look at the same verse just as we looked at a few moments ago, but we're going to look at it differently this time. Acts 10.38, Jesus is anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, and how, and, and how he went around doing good and healing all that were under the power of the devil because God was with him. Us, similar to Jesus, If you've accepted Jesus, then you've accepted the Holy Spirit and his power into your life, and you can do great things because the power of God is in you. Let me show you this. There's some good news, Matthew 28. There's this promise of Jesus that he made to his disciples. He says, um, he's also saying this to you and to me. Jesus said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. This next part's the great news. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Matthew 28, 18 to 20. And see. So here we are. Here we are. We're back to the mission of God. We're, we've, we've stepped back here into the mission of God. And what is he saying? He's saying, as you lead the way, you don't go alone. As we lead the way, we don't go alone. As you identify, as you invest, you aren't doing it by yourself. You're not going alone. See, any time we talk about fulfilling and, and living out the mission of God, um, and any time we talk about telling other people about Jesus, um, I, I know how you feel. I understand how you feel because uh, I, I feel it too. Because I, I, feel like, well, I feel like at times, well, I feel like I can't do that. I, I, I can't do that. I don't know what the words to say. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to pray. I don't know um, any of the verses. Like, I'm not that person. And so a lot of times when we're talking about living out and telling the mission of God and telling other people about that, I understand how you feel. I'm, I'm naturally a shy person. And so I, I even struggle with that at times myself. But I want you to see this real fast. I'm going to read this couple of verses, and then we're going to close. I just want, to, want you to catch this, but please, please catch this. Acts 1. Um, and so this is just before Jesus is, is, um, leaves his disciples. These were some of his last words here on the earth. It says this, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John the Baptist was baptized with water, but in a few days... You'll be baptized in the Holy Spirit. 
And then I want you to look at this in Acts 1. It says, uh, and then, then they gathered around and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? And so what they're doing is think, look at what they're doing. I want you to catch their focus because Jesus is leaving and, and the, all the people of Israel thought when uh, they, a new savior was going to come, is it, what they thought was going to take place was that someone was going to come in and basically they were going to overthrow the government and a new leader was going to take place. But that's not how Jesus wanted it to happen. That's not how God set it up. So they're asking Jesus before he left. They're like, um, at this time, are you going to restore the kingdom to, to Israel? Are we going to take this with force? Are you going to take over the kingdom? Let's look at how Jesus responds. Acts 1.8, he says this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. See what Je they were saying, Jesus, are you gonna do this? Are you gonna save us? Are you gonna restore everything back to the way, to how it should be? And Jesus flips it. He says, but you're gonna receive power and you're gonna go to these places, and you're going to tell these people about my goodness. You're going to tell these people about salvation. You're going to tell these people how their lives can be changed, and you're going to love these people. You will receive power. When? When the Holy Spirit comes on you. See, there will be a different kind of power in that, and, and you won't go in your own strength. When you're stepping into your schools, your sports teams, your homes, your different places, you don't step in on your own strength. You'll be going with the Spirit of God. Um, I want you to catch this. This is the last thing I'm going to say, and, and then we'll pray and close. Um, the Spirit is the power of God for the mission of God. So the Holy Spirit in our lives is, gives us the power of God to take on the mission of God. So as we are people who lead the way, who lead the way in our schools, who lead the way in our homes, in our teams, in our lives, and with our friend groups, as we lead the way, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit in us is the power that we have to take on the mission of God. That's how we do it. That's how we do it. And there's so many times when I'm not prepared, when I'm not ready, and I don't know the words to say, but I know that I've got that power within me. All he needs me to do is open my mouth. And as there's been so many times where I, I don't know what to say, God, help me. And like, I'm praying in the moment, God, help me. And I just open my mouth and begin to talk, and the Holy Spirit takes over. And he, he makes things come back to my mind, to my spirit, to my heart, and things come out of my mouth that I'm like, I don't ever remember that thing, but like, man, that's good. Like, I'm preaching to myself, and, and, and it helps people. It, it helps us take on the mission of God. The Holy Spirit is the power of God for the mission of God. We got to be people on mission. We got to be people who are going to lead the way. We got to be people who are going to reach our friends, reach our schools. Some of you guys, to reach your homes. We got to be people on mission. We've got to lead the way.